0: Hello, I'm Lisa Kay. And I'm Taylor Longacre, And this is... Intentional, Intentional Talk. Talk. A show that cares and brings positives to the air. Today, we are continuing our conversations with our honorable men and women of the military. Today, we are speaking with veteran Jim Rodriguez. He's the Director of Public Relations for Taco Casa. Jim Rodriguez was drafted into the military in 1972 and chose to serve as a member of the U.S. Air Force. His 21-year career exposed him with returning Vietnam vets, Air Force POWs, also becoming a military training instructor, but he enlisted personnel from the Iranian Air Force to teach professional military education, and he became Voice of Blackland, narrating every basic military training school's graduation parades. He's presently the Director of Public Relations for Taco Casa with 86 stores in three states. We want to welcome to Intentional Talk Master Sergeant Jim Rodriguez, U.S. Air Force, retired.
1: Yes, ma'am. Yes, welcome, Jim. I'm honored to have been invited. Thank you.
0: Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Now we understand you have a long history of military mm-hmm. service in your family, starting with your grandfather.
1: Yes. My dad's father lived in Lacuna, Mexico.
0: I Acuna? Yes, yeah. that's, right that's right
1: across from Del Rio, Texas. Del Rio, Tech. Acuna yes. and
0: Del Rio. And, yeah. uh, he, uh,
1: he went up to San Antonio, Texas during World War I to join the Army. Uh, he enlisted in the Army and served for two years. And back in those days, when you served honorably in the Army for two years, you were automatically made an American citizen. So that's how the name Rodriguez became Americanized due to my grandfather on my dad's side. So I have an immigrant on that side. My mother's mother was from Mexico City. She was an immigrant from Mexico City. So immigrants played a big role in my life, and I'm very fortunate to, to have said that.
0: Yes, well, yeah. so honored to have such a legacy yes. left by your grandfather and your grandmother. Thank oh, you. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Master Sergeant? Yes, ma'am. We understand that you did, you've served in the military. And can you give us some highlights of your service? Yes.
1: Service? I, was, I was drafted. I was a wild and reckless college student in McMurray in Abilene, Texas, minding my own business. I went to the mailbox one day, and I saw this little card. I had no idea what it was. So I went to a recruiter in Denton, Texas, and I said, what is this? And he starts laughing. He says, you've just been drafted. I go, what do I do? He says, you have 30 days to make up your mind to join. A military branch. If you don't join within 30 days, you're going into the Army and you're going straight to Vietnam. Well, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I know how to get to the shed and back.
0: Okay, <laughs> So
1: I chose the United States Air Force. All right, and It was the smartest decision I ever made in my life. So I went into the Air Force in March of 1972. I went through basic training. I graduated, took my technical training in Shepard Air Force Base, Texas. Wow. There are some things in my memory that'll never leave. When I was in technical training at Shepard Air Force Base, Texas, Wichita Falls, okay, one of the first things we wanted to do was go to a McDonald's. We hadn't been to McDonald's in weeks and weeks. So we all dressed up in our 1505s, you know, no hair. It was obvious that we were young recruits. So we went to McDonald's, all gun-ho and military, and we were spit on. Mm, We were spit on at a McDonald's because of the Vietnam War. So... Little things like that could have turned me off right. towards America. The flag to me, they go low, I go high. That's right. It just made me more prouder right. to serve my country, you know, and it just stuck with me. So from there, I went to Biloxi, Mississippi. All right. And I was a disbursement accounting specialist. We actually typed out everyone's check. And because of my sharp memory back in those days, I cut everyone's check in Biloxi, Mississippi. I'd run into somebody at, uh, on the street and they tell me their name. And I said, this is your social security number.
0: Whoa! So like, how do you know
1: that? I said, because I type it every day yeah. on, your, on your check. So during that time period, we had a lot of returning POWs. Okay. And they were being sent to Keesler Hospital, and they needed a finance troop to come and, re- and calculate all their back pay. So I got to work with a ranking POW, Colonel Flynn, and I'd go to the hospital every day and work with everybody. One guy was from New Orleans, and New Orleans donated a city block that they wanted to give oh, him. No. So it was very challenging. So Colonel Flynn said, at the time I was an airman, said, Airman Rodriguez, I'm going to remember you. I said, sure you will. You're not going to remember little Airman <laughs> He says, what you're doing for us is really appreciated. I'm going to remember you. I said, okay, sir. So after I got through with that, I said, I can do more for my country than just type out checks. So I volunteered to be a basic military training instructor. That's the guy that wore the Smokey the Bear hat and told everybody, hello, yeah.
0: <laughs> welcome to
1: my Air Force. Oh. So I had six short weeks to turn them into, into United States Air Force personnel, men and women. Okay, mm-hmm. So I was marching my flight down the avenue, and this staff car pulled up and said, get in. Yeah, T.I. got out to take over my flight. And I go, Where am I going? He says, The general wants to see you. Well, back in those days, that didn't sound good. Yeah. What did I do? Okay. Mm -hmm. So he took me to center headquarters. I went in there and reported to the general. It was a two star general, Flynn. The same guy that I took care of at Keesler Air Force. That's what happens to my life. So he looked at me and I said, General Flynn. He goes, didn't I tell you that I would never forget you? I said, yes, sir. He says, I've been keeping up. He says, I'm in charge now. Anything you need, you let me know. Thank you, Lord. What were my chances that this man would look me up? And my career at Lackland Air Force Base was fantastic. I got so many opportunities to do, to just make me a better and better airman. I uh, retired as the commandant of the basic military training school, so I went full circle. Little Buck Sergeant, then Master Sergeant, I was in charge of the school. Okay. So I got to meet every governor in the United States of America because Lackland was very unique. If you went through basic training for the United States Air Force, you went to Lackland Air Force Base, San Antonio, Texas. The other branches had several bases to do it. You had to go to Lackland. So every governor had Air National Guard troops that went through Lackland. They all came to visit San Antonio, Texas. And in one of my positions there, I worked for the center commander, and it was my job to greet them at the airport, take them out to dinner that night take them to the parade. So I got to meet the world while and, in San Antonio, yes, Texas. And
0: building relationships with them at the oh same my God. time. I
1: had so many connections. I mean, uh-huh. they would send me gifts from their bases and stuff at my office. How else would I have gotten those right. if I hadn't stayed in the Air Force?
0: I love that. Mm-hmm. Now you have started a program, and I'm wearing a flag, yes, thanks you to you. And you were motivated because of your military service to create, yes. and is it the FLAG program or the flag program? Flag program. Tell us about that. Master
1: Sergeant. The FLAG program stands for Fly, Lower, and Gather. What I wanted to do was create a program to sh- teach the kids to fly, lower, and fold. But the word "flaff" just didn't have That's the same quite ring to it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I call
1: my sister and I said, hey, I'm looking for a word that begins with a letter G that shows that you're folding. Five minutes later, she calls me back. She goes, use the word gather. <gasps> fly, lower, and gather. I said, thank you. And She goes, well, wait a minute under one condition. I go, what's that? Whenever you use the word flag in front of someone, you got to give me credit for the letter G. So for the past 10 years,
0: <laughs> I've been giving
1: my sister, Eva, credit for the letter G. You all are my witnesses. Yes, she gets credit Eva, today. Eva, we
0: appreciate we you, so Eva. <laughs> that's, that's
1: enough. That's all she did, okay, is come up with the word gather. So at the time, I was working for an organization called Taco Cabana. Okay? And I was in the regional manager and I would drop her off early because we were in Waxahachie because I had to get to Dallas. So I would pull up around seven o'clock and I noticed the janitor coming out of the building with the American flag folded under this armpit, the Texas flag folded under this armpit. He'd be walking out to the flag poles every once in a while. He'd drop the flags. Students were walking in and out. No one was paying any attention whatsoever. Serving the military for 21 years, the color guard and the whole bit. That you see the bothers you.
0: Yes, That yes. bothers you. So mm-hmm. I'm sitting
1: there going, I cannot let this happen. So I call the principal and I go, Mister, uh, Mr. Principal, can we sit down and talk? Oh, Mr. Rodriguez, I'd love to sit down and talk with you. He had no idea what was coming up. So I went to his office and I said, uh, we need to do something about your flag raising and flag lowering procedures. He goes, what's wrong with it? He says, my janitor takes care of that first thing in the morning. I said, yes, sir. I've noticed he's not doing it right. And he brings him down in the afternoon. Yes, sir. He's not doing it right. He says one person cannot raise two flags and lower two flags and properly show the pride and respect that they deserve. He says, Okay. What is your solution? I said, would you allow me to create a program where I teach your kids the proper way to raise, lower, and fold? And said, we'll create this program at the end of the program. We'll give them a flag lapel pin. We'll give them a citizenship award. And we'll just take off from there. He goes, let's do it. I said, can I start with your student council? He says, yeah. So I talked to the student council, 35 members. And I said, I'm gonna challenge each one of you to recruit somebody. At the end of the year, we had 105 kids
0: raising and (laughs) lowering.
1: So when I got that started, I needed some help. So I went to the army recruiting. I had to swallow some humble pie there. Remember I'm Air Force. I went to an army recruiter and I said, I need some help. He goes, what do you need? I said, I need to teach some kids how to raise, lower, and fold the American flag. I said, would you be interested? And he said, he didn't say, well, let me check my schedule. He didn't say, let me check with my supervisor. He didn't say, I'll get with you tomorrow. What the Army recruiter said was when do we get started That's great. so i yeah. will give the army a round of applause and a very short one because they're <laughs> army okay
0: so sergeant rivera and i started the
1: program we kicked it off september 2010 on columbus day
0: really columbus
1: day because <laughs> it was something patriotic about that sure so we just celebrated our 10th year anniversary this past columbus day wow. so on columbus day 2010 we were on the front page of the Waxahachie Daily Light. The kids, Sergeant, they wrote a nice article about me and at the very end of the article. They put my phone number. Oh. They put my cell <laughs> Your number. Your cell phone number. Yes. <laughs>
0: Master Sergeant oh. got some The calls.
1: next day, my phone rings and <laughs> says, are you the guy that goes throughout the schools and teaches our kids how to raise, lower, and properly fold the flag? I said, no, I did it at my daughter's school. I work for Taco Cabana. I sell tacos for a living. No, Mr. Rodriguez, we need you to come to our school. And the phone kept ringing. And ringing. Wonderful. That was in 2010, one school. We are now 2020, 10 years later. We are in Texas, Arizona, Louisiana. Tennessee, Fort Lauderdale has called me. North Carolina has called me. Indiana has called me. California has called me. We are exploding. Like Oklahoma, no call him. Does. Oklahoma, yes. you didn't
0: mention so my home state. Oklahoma, we, call him.
1: Oklahoma should have one. They're right above us. So during this time, I go. I got a form of 501C3, so I could put a board of directors together. Uh, I started delegating. That's the military coming out in me. And then I started looking for for sponsors. I've been blessed. One of my national sponsors is GEICO Military.
0: Oh, GEICO, yes.
1: 15 minutes or more could save.
0: That's (laughs) a a different program. (laughs) That's a different program.
1: So they called me up and said, we want a flag program in every state. And I said, that sounds great, GEICO Military. It's taken me 10 years to get into three states. Well, we're GEICO. We're national on the whole (laughs) bit. I said, "Okay." So uh, GEICO Military has come on board to to help fund us. Uh, Richardson Rotary Club, which I'm on the board of directors, has come on board saying, hey, we're national, too. We are going to help you do that. I'm also a member of the Lions Club in Gainesville, Texas. They're going, wait a minute we're national too yeah so caliber collision says we're in 38 states we'll help you get there alpha graphics so oh, they're
0: helping you print and and do oh some yes. of the materials they, that you need
1: everything that we do alpha graphics and what i did is that i have my board of directors What you need as a 501c3, then I created an advisory council. That's always helpful. (laughs) People that I can just reach out to. They don't have to go to meetings. They just help me when I need to, you know, things to think out a bit. My advisory council is like a who's who in America. I have the VP of Frito-Lay on there. I have the VP of Comerica Bank on there. Okay. All these VIPs say, Jim, when you need something, give me a call. Thank you, Lord. Okay. So right now we're in the process. It takes a lot of communications. I was called the other day by a guy in Tennessee. Hey, I'm really excited. I want to start your flag program in three schools here in Tennessee. I said, well, look at our website. He says, no, no, I don't want to look at your website. I want to talk to you. (laughs) Well, if if you look at our website, it explains everything on how to create it, but he wanted to talk to me. talk to him about every step or whatever. So he's starting a nonprofit organization to support our flag program in Tennessee. It's unbelievable. But when you stop and think about it, our mission is to train and teach students to have pride and respect towards our American flag, our national anthem, our pledge of allegiance, our history of presidencies and our core values. I'm not asking to reinvent the wheel right i'm right. saying hey because of this flag i was given opportunities in this country that I will always brag about i'm not republican i'm not democrat i'm a patriot i love our flag and what the flag has allowed the jim rodriguez family to accomplish in the united states of america which we could have not done in any other country That's my story, and I'm sticking to
0: it. That's a great story, Jim. (laughs) There's a couple of things I've learned um, working with uh, military veterans is explain the flag. You, You gave us a wonderful little gift. Yes. What side should we, does it matter where we put that pin?
1: It matters a lot. The flag is always worn on the left side because that's where your heart is. Okay. Your heart is closest. Look, look at a casket that has a flag draped over it. Mm-hmm. Look where the stars are and stuff. The stars okay. will always be draped over the person's oh, heart. See, that's something new too. I didn't know. So when you see that flag draped, you'll know that the person's head is in this direction. Okay. I'm always looking for stuff like that. I mean, I drive myself crazy. I'll drive by a bank to look at the flag and the Texas flag, are they properly displayed? And if they're not- Are you
0: going in there? Oh yes,
1: I am. (laughs) I try to be very friendly. I go, hey, can I just mention something? Whether they change it or not is their business. But it makes me feel better that, hey, at least I showed them them. the proper way to do it. And I taught history for 48 years. I will drive you crazy. You know (laughs) that I will drive you crazy. When people see me come in, they'll say, Jim, don't ask me any questions. Okay. (laughs) But to me, if we don't learn our history, it might repeat itself. Oh, unfortunately. And some of our history is not that pretty. You know that. Okay. So we can avoid repeating our history just by learning it. Okay, so at the end of every presentation, I've given presentations for the past 10 years to city mayors, county sheriffs, college professors, you name it. Okay, at the end of my presentation, I always pull out a hundred dollar bill. I said, if anyone in my audience can answer just three questions about our and I emphasize the word our American flag, I will give you this hundred dollar bill. But let me warn you. It's the same $100 bill that I've used for the past 10 years.
0: <laughs> oh, no. for
1: ge- Four-star generals, no. city mayors, no. veterans, college professors. Give us your best shot, Jim.
0: People don't know. I,
1: so once I ask them the questions and no one answers, I go, do you think our kids— should know this. Yes, yes, yes. That's how the flag program goes. Because someone in my audience says, I know a principal that would love to have this. pro." I know a teacher. Hey, my men's breakfast at my church would really like to hear this presentation. That's how I do not go and speak unless I'm invited. I was invited today. I was ex- I've was. i been waiting we for this. We are honored to have you here today. <laughs> I said, man, someone listening, all it's going to take is someone That's saying, right. I know a school. Yes. Okay. I was called the other day and talked to a school in Merkle, Texas. You know where Merkel, Texas I'm is? I'm not
0: familiar with <laughs> Merkle, Texas. Merkle,
1: Texas <laughs> is near Abilene. Okay. Okay. Remember I told you I went to McMurray? That's where McMurray is. So I started talking to the lady. She called because she wanted some gift certificates from Taco Casa. So as we were talking. I said, "Hey, since I have you on the phone, can I mention another organization I'm involved with?" She said, "Sure." So I told her about the flag. Broke. She went bananas. We need this. I wanted in elementary. I wanted in middle school. I wanted. So I'm working on Merkle Texas. Got a phone call the other day. You ever heard of Buddha County?
0: Not heard of Hayes that County either. Buddha,
1: Texas. It's okay. Right south of Austin. Okay. They're excited. You know, they read about us. They hear about us. It's exciting because it all deals with one thing education, it's communication, education, motivation. It's exciting. All right. But all it takes, and you got to have some negative things going on. I've had principals look me in the face and say, Mr. Rodriguez, we don't have time for your flag. Wow. Our kids are too busy for your flag. And I go, My flag? I thought it was our flag. You're in
0: America. Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it, When you're doing something good, the devil's going to always oh, step in.
1: You know, and, oh. and it hurts, but I go, okay. But you're doing great. Another door is going to open. Yeah. And it always does. But I'll never, I said, that principal is in a position to really have helped his kids. Yeah. And, and instead they help. make a decision like that.
0: Okay. So how can we learn more about flag? Uh, besides your personal cell phone number, Master Sergeant, <laughs> how, how can we learn more about flag?
1: Go to our website. You know, my board of directors, I love them. Uh, my webmaster is a, is a preacher, is a church preacher. So he does that on the side. He's my webmaster, www.theflagprogram.org. It tells the entire story. Uh, during this pandemic, I had to stop and think, like I said, I don't want this pandemic to put our pride in our flag on hold so i came up with a virtual flag program where i videotaped junior rotc cadets coming out raising the flag coming out lowering the flag and folding the flag so if you were at home you could get on your laptop hit the button and watch the cadets raise the flag and then you could watch the cadets lower and fold the flag and we will give you credit You never have to touch the flag. All you have to do, because I created a curriculum for elementary, middle school, and high school. Just study the questions at the end of the year. If you did it virtual, we're asking you to watch it at least once a week. It's not asking very much okay and then study the questions and at the end of the year you'll get your flag lapel pin and your citizenship award
0: certificate a lot of
1: ways to skin a cat i was not gonna let our pride for the flag be put on hold for this pandemic that's good we have an entire school district that that's how they start their day they're making every student going to the gym watching the flag raise at the end of the school come in watching it lowered and folded that was the superintendent's decision we will do this
0: we did that at my school in oklahoma we did that you were just to honor the flag did you hear
1: that oklahoma (laughs) so maybe
0: that's why they haven't called theflagprogram.org Is your website, theflagprogram.org. Any school leaders should definitely check that out.
1: All it takes is one principal. That's right. One principal, because the flag program, the principal decides, you know, I planted the seed in the 4th, 5th, and 6th, because they're still excited. Those kids are excited. You know, you're talking to the next school principal, and I know their enthusiasm is still there, so I planted the seed there and, and hoping that they would carry it on to their high school years. And the one school that has done that for me is an Arizona. My Arizona kids started doing this as third graders. They're juniors now. Okay. So I'm looking forward to when they graduate next year because I'd like to give them a little appreciation. Thank you for raising and lowering our flag and here's some money for your scholarship. So I got a lot of different ways that I have to raise money in order for all the curriculum things that we need. But we also have a scholarship fund that I need to make sure that there's money in there for. And that's why GEICO Military has been a blessing to me, the Richardson Rotary, and we're not through knocking on doors. I will knock of on course. any door, any door, because it's for the kids. Yes, it's for, for our youth our and our youth in is American our future.
0: tradition back to our children. Go so, the American flag. I'm
1: going to ask you the three questions. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I might have already asked her, so she doesn't get to play.
0: Okay. Oh, she has to. She has to play, because I don't want to Probably fail win. alone, or okay. I don't want to win alone.
1: One of the questions, and again, I've taught history for 48 years, so I can <laughs> grab from everything. One of the questions that I ask is, what state was selected by Congress to raise our first 50-star flag? <laughs> And Why was that state selected for that honor? New York. New York State?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Close, but no cigar.
0: Dang. So was it wasn't New York State. Let's see. Is it Pennsylvania?
1: <gasps> Did you say Pennsylvania? Yes. Wrong.
0: Wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That it? Let me give you the answer.
0: Yes. Unless well, it's the Commonwealth of Virginia, but share with mm-hmm. the audience.
1: Congress decided that the state of Maryland would be where the first fifty star flag would be raised. Do you know why? Because Maryland is the home to Fort McHenry. And Fort McHenry was where the Star Spangled Banner was written in 1814. The original title was The Defense of Fort McHenry. Fort McHenry was named after General McHenry, who was Washington's first Secretary of War. I can keep on going. I'll stop right there. Okay. 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 But that's where the first 50-star flag. Mm-hmm. What year was the first 50-star flag raised at Fort McHenry?
0: Oh, because I was going to say, if the Betsy, when did she create the flag? But no. Do you know at Lisa Case? 1752.
1: 1752, we didn't have 50 states in 1752. <laughs> um,
0: 1896.
1: The correct answer is 1960.
0: 1960, wow.
1: Okay. That's when we had our first That's 50 we states. Well, in I'm not 19- going to go
0: for the third question. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The name uh, First Lady, we have all are familiar with that. The First Lady, the First Lady. Has there always been a First Lady in the history of the United States presidency? No. It's a good answer.
0: <laughs> I believe there's a, one or two single presidents.
1: There was one single president. Okay. His name was James Buchanan. He was a bachelor. Okay, So he asked his niece, Harriet Lane, would you mind coming to D.C. and being my first lady? Because if there was a waiting line, the lady to the president's right is referred to as the first lady, but not until Harriet Lane filled that position. Okay, So Harriet Lane got the honor back in the early 1860s of being the first lady. In the history of the presidency now if you really dig into history okay there was a battleship named in her honor and that battleship was the first one that fired on fort sumter it started the civil war it was the harriet lane that shot those first fires okay i'll stop I know I'm boring you. Oh, no, this is good. <laughs> but that's, but
0: that's <laughs> Back history. to your roots in history and training. I love history. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, yes. Master Sergeant. This has been a great time. We also appreciate Taco Casa for allowing you to be here yes. with us. I'm, I, am,
1: I am blessed that my boss loves to support veterans. You know, when uh, when I was being interviewed, he stopped in the interview and he said, he's looking at my resume, he goes, wait a minute. You're the founder and president of the flag program. Very humbly. Yes, sir. You go through all the schools and teach kids how to raise lower and have pride in our flag. Yes, sir. You're hired. I said, well, sir, you weren't looking for that. You were looking for a director of marketing and public. Gr- oh, you're going to do that anyway. He says, but I never got to serve our country. Oh. But because of veterans like you, look where Taco Casa is today. See that a blessing?
0: What a blessing! That a blessing. that
1: So, whenever I create a flag program in a school, and there's a nearby taco casa, oh my gosh, <laughs> I spoil the faculty, I spoil the students a whole bit because we're just one. We the are. flag program and taco casa works hand in hand.
0: All one. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate you. Mm -hmm. This has been a good education at us, and we got quiz too, Lisa Kay. I'm (laughs) embarrassed. I'm going to have to study some more. (laughs) Thank you for joining us for intentional talk. Mm -hmm. Be sure to tune in to this great show any place that you get your podcast. Also on my channel on pray.com and soon on Life Network for Women. We want to thank Master Sergeant Jim Rodriguez for joining us, and be sure to check out our webpage because we've got live. Lots of great information on upcoming events and things that you definitely want to get involved with. Yes. Thank you for joining us today.